Hi, and welcome to our 37th episode of Mood Connect podcast. I'm your host, Amy Uzunian, and I'm also the uh, CEO and co-founder for Mood Connect. Our mission is to create healthier workspaces and to also educate healthier leaders um, in how to lead those healthier workspaces. Um, so here with me today is Rachel McLeod, and uh, she will be uh, sharing with us about her journey as being a therapist and some of the knowledge that she has, uh, you know, obtained through the years in this area of, uh, you know, helping to coach people through emotional distress and, um, and some of the uh, some of the knowledge that she's gained along the way and how we can kind of uh, educate ourselves and train ourselves to uh, get through some of the more difficult times that some of us have experienced over the past five years, um, you know, or throughout our life, I suppose. But I'm excited to learn more about, uh, about your teachings, Rachel, and um, and, uh, and about the groups that you lead. Uh, I believe you lead some groups on Facebook um, and, uh, and you know, possibly in other areas as well. Um, I, you know, very happy to have you here on Mood Connect Podcast. Um, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling good. Thank you for having me. This is going to be fun. Yeah, thank you for nice. being here. Um, so, I, so, you know, I... I, I had learned about the work that you're doing um, from uh, from from some some of the uh, the research that I had done um, on uh, therapists and you know alternative modes of therapy um, and uh, you know I wanted to know how did you get started on your journey as being a mental health therapist and emotional practitioner? Yeah. Um... Gosh, I started as a regular mental health therapist. I got my master's and trained and I started working in the addictions field. And um, I really, I like to, I'm, I'm always about transformation and growth. And when I was doing that work, I was not getting my clients any transformation or growth. And um, I found that they needed more than what I had to offer, what I was prepared to give or what I had been trained to give. And the talk therapy strategies, the traditional routes were not getting them results, the results I wanted to see them get. And um, so I actually formed a very bad attitude towards therapy and talk therapy. And so I quit. Um, I was laid off and then I didn't get another job. And I just, I was, I was pregnant. <laughs> they saw my belly and they were like, we're not hiring her. But I was just like, I don't want to do this anyway. And so I stopped and um, gosh, I then um, had three children and found myself in um, a pretty intense mental health crisis. And here I was a therapist with a mental health crisis. And I didn't even know I was in a mental health crisis. My, I was, um, I had so much anxiety and I couldn't even, I couldn't even told you I was having anxiety. It was so, so natural to me. Um, and it was so, um, it just didn't match, right? Here I am intelligent. I can do all these things, but I have this anxiety and I can't make my life work. And so I, um, my husband suggested I get a mental health evaluation, which I didn't want to go to them, you know, cause I'm mad. And, um, but I went because I thought, well, let me just do this. Um, they diagnosed me with obsessive compulsive disorder and mm. it just was like light bulbs went off. And I was like, this is, I've had this forever and I've made it through the system and um, it made me a great student and it great made me a great athlete. It made me a great, it, everything I did, this, uh, this OCD was like rocking things for me, but it was, there was this very dark downside and it was exhausting and scary and never satisfied. And um, so but it, it was really wonderful to have a name to it. And so I started learning and I met this woman who was an, an alternative practitioner. She practiced alternative healing methods and she gave me um, the, a, an 
intervention that was very alternative. And she said, try this. It was, it will, um, it will, what'd she say? Try this. It will change your life. And at that time I was like, I will try anything. Cause this is awful. And I've got babies to love and raise and I can't make my life work. And this makes no sense. And I need help. And so, um, that night I took that little training thing home that she gave me, there were DVDs at the time. And so I'd watch mm -hmm. that and I was like, eh, it's different. It wasn't talk therapy. So I was attracted to it, but it was, I didn't really know it was foreign to me because you, they have you tap on different points of your body. Mm. And so I used that. I, I was, went to bed and had this insomnia, these racing thoughts. I couldn't get to sleep. And I started to get more anxious about not being able to get to sleep. And I was like, maybe I should try that thing. And so I did. And so I started doing that tapping thing and I got through one round of it and I yawned. I got through the second round of it and I fell asleep. I didn't even choose to fall asleep. I just woke up the next morning, rested. And I was like, what else wow. can I try this on? And so I just started using it with all of my symptoms and I just started to heal and things started to make sense. And then I was solving problems again. And it was just like, it was just, I felt like it was coming back to myself and I wasn't doing these odd behaviors that I thought were normal. <laughs> and I could see now that they weren't. And I was really learning how to take apart this disorder. And, um, and once I got through that, I, I wondered if I could help other people. And so I started, I didn't know if it was just my brain that this stuff worked with, or if it was other people that would be helped by it. And it turned out that it was helpful for other people. Everyone I tried it on, it was like, they'd have an anxiety symptom. We'd um, use the intervention and it would resolve. But what mm. I found after that was they'd still have a disorder. And so then I started wondering, can I take this whole, can I take other people's disorder down? Like you know, me versus the disorder uh, mm. with these tools, these interventions. And I started gathering more interventions and I, I thought it was the intervention she gave me, but it turns out brains heal. Brains have a natural process for healing and um, it's the brain that is awesome. But these interventions work perfectly with the brain's natural process to help the brain complete its work. And so, mm. and it's work of resolving symptoms instead of just generating symptom, symptoms that continue to loop and not release and not resolve. And so um, that's what I learned from learning new interventions. And then, um, and just through working with people, I started helping them resolve their disorder. And then I started seeing patterns. And then I was like, can we do this faster? And so then I started teaching them the interventions and the strategies and I'd give them homework. And so they were getting, they were doing the work, not just in sessions with me, but at home and they were starting to learn their own brain function and they were helping their brain complete its process for healing in the moments when it needed it. And so, and so we just started getting through their disorders super fast. And so, and then I was, I wondered if I could teach other people. And so I put together this curriculum and here I am <laughs> and people are learning to resolve their disorders and they're getting trained. Um, I, I, I train people how to use these interventions and to work with their brain in ways that is even beyond what we're trained. Like most only professionals get this level of training, but I just found if I give that to them and I walk them through safely applying this stuff, they could get skilled. They could resolve their stuff when they, when they needed to, they could learn how to trust themselves again. They could learn how to become their own hero and, and really thrive ultimately. So that's what has brought me here. That's how I got into this. Um, I, I did not mean to, <laughs> I just needed it myself. And, um, and so, and then just started being curious. Wow. That's so amazing. Um, yeah. I mean, I have heard of uh, tapping, you know, that you can do like, you know, in certain areas mm -hmm. of your face. And, and, um, and I, what I know is that it works really well when you have a guided meditation, you know, kind of like taking you through those kinds of steps, but, um, you know, but, but you of course, uh, know more in this kind of, you know, realm in this area. Um, so, so I guess, you know, uh, um, in, in what ways does, uh, does this, you know, mode of, of therapy, uh, differ from regular talk therapy? Like, is it, yeah. you know, kind of incorporating the, um, the, you know, the traditional ways of uh, talk therapy along with also incorporating the, the tapping practice? Well, it, it, in a short, yes. Um, what, what we really, so the brain has, the brain is really good at solving 
resolving symptoms and symptoms mm. let us know that the brain is having is struggling with something and um and then symptoms are supposed to resolve um, but there's many reasons why this things that we experienced that would trigger us would get stuck in that process and not complete but would actually create that that anxiety depression or traumatic stress symptom and then, but kind of get kicked out. And I want to explain that so that people understand why we would use an intervention. And traditional talk therapy really focuses on the prefrontal cortex, the thinking center. That's where our words are. And, and so talking through stuff is the native language of that part of the brain, that prefrontal cortex, the thinking center. Mm -hmm. But that's not where symptoms of anxiety, depression, or traumatic stress are really, that's not where the problem is. Right. And so we spend all our time understanding stuff, but not really creating the change and making the symptoms stop and, and, and then creating the healing that comes when the brain resolves a symptom. And so we're really missing out a lot of deep healing in that case. So talk therapy is really wonderful for support, for learning new things, um, for all those things, but it's not fabulous for making symptoms stop because the, the problem is in a different part of the brain. And so what happens is if, if we run into anything that we're running into in life, our brain has an, uh, we're all of our senses of that situation are passing information to the front of the brain. And that's where understanding insight, um, strategies, problem solving updates are occurring. And so, and, and we want that flow to actually happen. But the deal is, is that the positive emotions that we experience and sensations in our body, those go through just fine because they're great. Our brain and body loves them, but the negative ones, they register as pain in the body. And there's another part of our brain, the survival system, that's its entire job is to keep us away from pain. So once it, the, the pain starts registering, that survival center jumps in and starts getting us away from the emotion and the, the negative information we have about our world and our experiences and pushes us away from that and really shoves that off of the path for completing the process because it's like, we're, it's not, we're not going to survive this. It's too much pain. We got to run. And so that's when we will find the fight, flight, freeze, faint, and fawn responses. And that those, those are what we experience as symptoms of anxiety, depression, and traumatic stress. And so here we have all this negative emotion that as far as the front of the brain is concerned, it's like, Ooh, information, send it to me. I need that. But as far as the survival system's concerned, no way, no how we're not letting that stuff through. So there's all this information that we're not getting through. And so there's this big information gap. And what happens is that there, it doesn't get processed and it ends up showing up in our body. It ends up showing in our behaviors. It ends up showing in our, in our experiences. And we are, because the front of the brain never, it's very neurotic. I love that part of the brain, but it's very neurotic. And it's, it takes its job of solving problems very seriously. And it needs all of that information to solve the problems. So it's like, it knows that there's all this experience knowledge in there that we need to get. And so it's constantly trying to go get it. And so we're, it's, we're constantly going back in here to focus on problems or focus on, and we wonder why we're negative. It's because the brain is actually trying to complete its job. And so mm. we can, as long when we can get the brain, that process completed, that part of the brain is satisfied until the next problem. Right. And then, but, and then it just stops and lets you be who you are. It's like in that part of the brain, it, it, you know, it's like, a, we resolved that problem. We understand it. Now let's create a new way of being with that and let's go. And so you actually, that part of the brain will take all this negative stuff and really convert it into our next levels of expansion, our next levels of wellness. And it really helps us be balanced and whole because who's going to do well, only receiving half of their information that they're acquiring and then storing the other stuff in their backpack for never to be processed, mm. you know? Yeah. So, yeah. so, so here we have, if we can get this negative stuff processed, then we help the brain accomplish its job and we get to grow and we don't have to be walk around the world lopsided and have our life and our relationships and our workplaces look lopsided. Yeah. 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 That, <laughs> that makes total sense. Um, and so, you know, I mean, that, you know, you're, you're talking about the workplace, like, um, you know, so w what reasons do you think that employees are facing a lot of burnout and, you know, and distress right now in the workplace, like, as opposed to like five or 10 years ago? Yeah. And let me, I'm going to backtrack and finish this last thought and I'm going to weave it right into that. 
Okay. Yeah, sure. Okay. Absolutely. So um, where traditional talk therapy focuses on that front of the brain, the thinking center, a lot of these, the work I help people do is really targeted to the survival system to allow the healing, the brain's healing process to stay open mm. and to not push that, that negative information away, but actually just let it, let it get processed. Cause once it's through the brain is very one and done. You know, mm. once it's done with something, it's done. And that's why we can resolve and, and get rid of symptoms entirely. My train. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> okay. But that's why we can, we can, we can do that because it's, we stay fixated on stuff we can't resolve. Yeah. Right? And that stuff we can't resolve creates a lot of distress internally and a lot mm -hmm. of internal conflict and a lot of external conflict. And um, when we can finally get it through our, our, this, the brain's natural problem resolution process, um, the brain finally figures out how to solve, solve the problem and how to correct relationships and how to have more insight. And that's the part of the brain that considers multiple perspectives. We want this part of the brain to get all the information available. And it really struggles to do that. And it will tell you when it's struggling to do that because you will have symptoms of anxiety, depression, traumatic stress, conflict with others, dissatisfaction, loss of hope, loss of dreams, loss of motivation. Um, all of that stuff really, from my perspective and the work I do with people is just, is really the brain suffering from the backload of all this information and not being able to create the solutions we need. And right. that really leads to burnout. You know, when we need new solutions to how we're doing our tasks at work or how we're interacting with our boss or our peers or the people that we're supervising, and we can't process the look that they gave us, we can't process that last conversation. It just keeps replaying, replaying. Like we can't get that stuff through this process. Then we, we are helpless to make the growth we need to, and we can't look at the information from multiple perspectives. And that is really challenging because we're, what's going to happen is that that emotional energy is going to come out from the back of our brain, from our animal part of the brain. So we're going to be more fight, flight, freeze, faint, or fawn in our workplaces. And it's very difficult to interact in a healthy way when you're in a survival state of fight, flight, freeze, faint, or fawn. When you're fawning all over your coworkers, you're dropping all your boundaries and you're just like a people pleasing or you're, um, you're argumentative because your, your survival system says, well, we don't know how to solve this. So we'll just fight them, you know, yeah. well, that'll be great. And so now you're doing those behaviors, you know, or you, your survival system doesn't know. And so it says flee run. And so you can't bring yourself out of the bathroom, you know, during your shift, because uh, there's something that your nervous system thinks is scary that you don't even think is scary, you know, and we yeah. have all these different behaviors and, and it's, and, if you look under the hood of what those survival states do to us, they're exhausting. They're, mm -hmm. they're depleting. They, they steal all the things. And so it's really important that we, we resolve those and we get this stuff processed quickly and as soon as possible, because that's where those doors of new ways of being open up and you watch your brain suggest to you, Hey, why don't you just try this? Ooh, why don't we do that? Or you find yourself instead of running away from a conflict or a conversation, you find yourself just saying it because your brain figured out how to, how to have that conversation. Yeah. Huh. And you know, um, so, so, uh, so like, um, is the tapping a way of, um, you know, of yes. helping to unblock your brain, Yes, you know, to, to help, help your brain to arrive at the solution. Yes. Or something. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so this is how it happens. The native, we talked about how the native language of this part of the brain is mm -hmm. talking and words and logic. Um, the survival sensors systems, native language is the body. It's listening to the body. So mm -hmm. you can, what it needs, it needs to know that it's safe to allow this painful stuff through. And right, so, right. and so you can send the, that part of the brain messages that we're safe. We can let this stuff process now by using the body to send those messages. Mm -hmm. And so this has a twofold effect. It will help desensitize the emotional distress or what the pain registry of the emotions. So it kind of desensitizes them. And then also the other thing is it sends that message that your survival system receives the message in its native language. We can let this stuff process. And once you, and these interventions take about 30 seconds to two minutes to apply, which 
where these parts, these functions are electrical. So that's, if you imagine how much electricity can you, you can shoot through something in 30 seconds, it's a lot. And so mm-hmm. you'll notice transformation very quickly because we're working with electrical functions. So you're, you, while you're using an intervention like tapping, your brain is getting that message, you're desensitizing and the stuff is moving through. And so it's, it's just really what it's doing. It's letting the brain do its natural process. Like when I'm demonstrating this, this is what I first do with clients is I, I find the right intervention for them. Um, and the right intervention for them is the one that helps their brain complete this process. And so once they, once they have it, um, we'll, we'll work on a, a very specific issue to them that's activating and that makes them feel things and distress or a symptom and, um, and we'll apply an intervention. And so by the end of the set, the 30 seconds, they just feel differently about it. And a lot of people are like, is this magic? And I'm like, no, this is healthy brain function right here. This is what your brain can do. And the tools just help your brain do that. And so, and, and by the time people come to me, a lot of times they'll have um, major issues or a whole disorder, anxiety, depression, trauma disorder. And so there's, we, we need to apply a lot of support to the brain to get all the stuff it couldn't get processed processed. And so it's a bit of work, but we accomplish that in about two to six months. If it's a, if it's a disorder level situation, if it's a massive problem, usually um, within the two month mark, we can uh, get that resolved, get their brain to resolve it. Cause all the, the solutions that we need in our life are our brain's responsibility to complete, you know? And so if the brain isn't making good solutions for us, what's up with that? Yeah. 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 And so uh, by applying these interventions, you help the brain do its work. And then you'll start to notice really great solutions, epiphanies, light bulbs going off, uh you know, and from the inside out, instead of trying to control your brain around and like, just relax, you know, and it's like the brain will actually be like, yeah, we're fine. Why don't we just end solution, solution, solution. That's awesome. And so, yeah, the interventions really help with that. And this is true because this is how we're wired when we, and we intuitively know this, when we mm-hmm. get upset, we go do a mind body intervention. We do something with our body and that helps our minds relax. Like we go eat, we go for a walk, we go for a jog, we smoke something, we, um, we have sex, we, um, pace, we, we do something with our body because that is the doorway to open to, to, to communicate with that part of the brain. And so these interventions are just substitutions for going on a 20 minute walk where you can just do some tapping for 30 seconds to two minutes. Um, when we're resolving more deep, deeper or more complex issues, we will work on something and resolve something in about 10 to 40 minutes. If it's like a, a past trauma or, um, subconscious program or something like that, like there's, Mm. but in the moment, which is really when we can, we can do a lot to help ourselves and which we would do phenomenally well if we would just take 30 seconds to a minute and apply one of these interventions and just help our brain get a little bit of that information that's, that's surfacing. I can't, and some of this information that surfaces within us is ugly, right? Like I hate him or I don't like them. Or every time this happens, like it's extreme, it's dramatic, it's, it's ugly, it's shameful. All that stuff is, is very rich material for the front of the brain. And so it, it can be really hard to, um, anyway, it can be hard for the brain to process because of that. So a little yeah. bit of help in those moments really goes a long way because that, that stuff that's really yucky and awful to us is, is fertilizer and gold to the front of our brain. So, yeah, yeah. But, you know, um, well, so when we get that kind of, you know, like the front of the brain gets that, that message, um, you know, like, okay, you're having this fight or flight kind of situation because this is how you feel about X, Y, Z or whatever. Um, I mean, like I would think, you know, for myself, um, because I mean, it's, it always seems pretty clear like where the discomfort is coming from. Yes. Right. Like, um, I, do you have any kind of recommendations for, for a person, what to do, you know, like, okay, what to do with that information once yes. you have it like processed, like, okay, I'm, 
doing the, having this kind of unhealthy behavior because of this very concrete kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, you know, and because, you know, I mean, okay, like, like you don't like a coworker or something, right? Well, what do you, I mean, you know, where do you go from there once you realize that that's why you're continuing some kind of unhealthy behavior because it's, um, because it's directly pointed at like something that, a situation that you're unhappy with. Right. Um, you know, this is always individualistic for everybody. I never mm-hmm. assume to know what it is. And really, we just want to get to the root of that issue. Mm-hmm. Um, like, and so we ask some questions like, well, why don't you like them? And that okay. seems very simple, but all of a sudden they might notice their, and, and this is where it's important to, and I teach people how to work with their subconscious mind because their subconscious mind may start with images or stories. Mm. And we don't necessarily know that unless we're looking for it. And so, um, and then what do we do with that? And I really teach people what to do with all these things that they're, because once you step in the inner world, you see there's so much happening. Your nervous system's doing something, your body's doing all parts of you are interacting with everything in your life, every relationship you have, every task you're trying to accomplish, your body's involved, every, and everybody has something to say about it. And so when you step into the inner world and hear all the things everyone has to say, it can be really overwhelming. And it's one of the reasons why we, if, especially if we've had a anxiety, depression, or trauma disorder, why we are kind of scared to get in there and try to figure things out. Cause mm. it, can, it can just be so overwhelming, which is, you know, a, a great way to start with that is just start tapping out. I don't want to go in there. It's scary. My inner world is scary or whatever, you know, you're tapping, you're using, I like emotional freedom techniques or the tapping, um, to start with, because it's mm-hmm. so easy to learn. It's so quick. If it's not getting great results, we can try another one, but a lot of times it will, it will really, um, powerfully move through. I, it's the only intervention I used to resolve my, my disorder. And yeah, so I yeah. love it but it's not always the right fit for people, but we can really um, use these interventions to process fear, right? Process the fear of ourself or process our anger, process our jealousy, our rage, our our, um, disgust with people, our contempt. Gosh, and even just like, if we could just be honest about that, we would really, and that doesn't mean we have to be honest with everyone in our office. I hold you all in great contempt. You know, which they already know that if you do, but, um, but if we can just notice, I really feel a lot of contempt for all these people and you're acknowledging that and you're tapping, you're helping your brain process this. Mm. And, and, you know, the intervention, emotional freedom techniques comes with a lot of words, but I really don't have people use any words. I just have them really be honest and notice, um, because the words are just a way of, of paying attention to what's going on. But a lot of people don't have words for what's going on. Mm. They're like, Oh, every time this guy comes around, I just, my stomach drops, you know, that's it. Tap on that. Or yeah. Yeah. Or, um, gosh, I hold everyone in contempt. I hate you all, you know, tapping. It doesn't have like, doesn't your, the front of your brain need to know how hateful you are. Yes. Because it, it, it will do something about this. It's actually the only thing that can do something about this, um, you know. Or if you're finding that you're ashamed of whatever, doesn't the front of your brain need that information? Yes, because then it will strategize for you, and it will also process that shame. And you might find out after you're done that you don't need, you don't even want to be ashamed of that. Oh, that was silly. And it can really be that quick and that simple. And I find that I don't really give people advice and I don't do the counseling stuff because I find if their brain function is working, they really get all the advice they need from the internal workings of themselves. And that's how, that's how we're supposed to be functioning, you know? And then that part of the brain also says, Hey, you know, we don't know a thing about this. Why don't we go Google that? That's healthy brain function too. Or why don't we go see a professional? Why don't we hire a coach? Why don't we? Yeah. Cause that's part of the problem solving situation yeah um wow i mean well okay so 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 now you know i I mean i've always kind of wondered like is you know like like emotional distress is it just you know something that uh that is normal for everyone but maybe like some people 
uh, handle, you know, uh, painful or difficult situations, uh, process them a little bit more easily than others, you know, like, um, I mean, I, I, you know, like there, there are people who they seem to be, you know, like, like they're the leaders, they're the strong ones that are in, you know, in any kind of work situation, you know, like there's, you know, always um, people who they, they seem to be, you know, like they're, like they're the leaders, like they were born mm -hmm. leaders and, you know, and it comes just very naturally to them. Um like, why does it seem like the people who are the strong ones in relationships, they have a difficult time overcoming the patterns that they, you know, that they have, have established. Um, and, you know, and, and, and how can, can they, you know, experience the same kind of yeah. deep connection that people who, you know, like, like people like myself, like we're very open to therapy, but there are, you know, people who are like, oh, you know, I'm, I, I got it together. You know, I don't need this, you know, these kinds of things. Like, is it possible that um, these kind of modes of therapy can be useful for them too? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, as a matter of fact, I don't know if I would have healed if I would have had to go do talk, talk therapy. Um, I was very, at, I just, um, I did not want anyone in my inner world. Mm. And there were lots of reasons for that. I was the strong one. It was not okay for me to, be weak. It wasn't okay for me to have problems. And so, um, so, but, and so those were issues that I really needed to resolve and being able to hand myself the tools, which I didn't hand myself, but being able to take the tools I was handed with and really do my own work. It really got me to a place where I was very comfortable with letting people in my inner world. It's like, yeah. I just needed so much more healing and yeah. Um, yeah. Which I mean, resolved a lot of loneliness and, um, yeah. disconnection from other people. And I think that the people that are the strong ones really do feel a lot of loneliness, loneliness mm. and disconnection and dissatisfaction on very deep levels that they may or may not be find it safe to acknowledge those mm. sorts of things. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, you know, from the very beginning when you were uh, sharing that your, you know, mental health therapist, you know, therapist or, you know, wellness practitioner and, and, um, and you were, ex you were, realizing that you had some, you know, something wasn't quite right. And your husband saying, you know, Hey, you think you might want to get some therapy? Like, you know, do you think that it's really difficult for therapists to, you know, to go out and seek help, you know, like, you know, much like yourself? Um, I treat therapists, so it doesn't seem like they do. I did. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, but, but was it hard for them to come to you though? Like in the very beginning, I think there's some shame. I think there's some idea that, um, because we're therapists, we're escaping brain function mm. and, uh, that's not okay. a real thing. Um, all of us, you know, emotional distress is native to the life, you know? Um, and many people who look like they're handling stress well or distress well may or may not be. That's not really um, what it looks like. It's not the measure of whether they're handling stress well. Um, it, it, are they able to um, process the stuff or are they suppressing it? Are they numbing it or are they actually integrating it into their life? Are they integrating it into their solutions? Are they flexible? You can tell people that are emotional well are flexible. They're adaptive. They can see multiple perspectives. People that are the strong ones that can only see their perspective. That's, that means a lot of stuff has part of the brain, the survival system. And it, it is just about them ourself. We don't, if we're operating from that part of the brain, it's about our survival. It's not about our children. It's not about our work. It's not about anybody, mm. but us. And, and that's how it's supposed to be, but we're not supposed to hang out there. We're not supposed to live our life there. We're supposed to, things are supposed to keep moving to the front of the brain where it will take all of that information, what we need to survive, what we need to thrive, um, all that information about us. And also the, what are the other perspectives, our workplace, that that's, that's, that's a front of the brain thing to really be able to see the, the bigger picture, um, while still holding on to the, the small picture. That's, that's that beautiful everything's getting processed place. Um, other things that we'll see is that people who are not, who have not, whose brain is not getting a lot of practice and having success completing 
um, the distress resolution process, um, you'll see them understanding the big perspective, but totally throwing themselves out the window. So their life is people pleasing and their life is fit for somebody else, but not adapted to who they are, what they need, what they want. Right. So that that's a different type of imbalance that is very painful. Yeah. And, yeah. 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 And yeah, I mean, you know, right now there's so many people who are in distress and, you know, and feeling the, um, the pains of the, the current economy that's going on. Um, you know, do you, do you think that this recent economic downturn is, is, uh, it, that it's been increasing the risks of, uh, you know, burnout and emotional distress. And do you think that it, you know, I mean, do you think that there is more of a concern for, for, uh, you know, things like, um, like suicide and, you know, and, and all of that than, than what it was previously? I don't know if it, I don't know if it's a greater than or less than, but I know mm. that there's a lot of, um, information and triggers and distress coming at us. And so the amount of stuff that's coming at us and the, um, our brain's natural ability to process this or the not natural, but developed, right. Um, brains need to have the process of successfully completing the process of processing something like fear brains need, if brains need to be good at moving fear through its system. You know, um, a lot of times it, there are reasons why brains either never get that practice or they had the practice, but now it, it's, it got knocked offline. Let's just say right. brain's struggling to process fear again. Um, there's, there's just stress or um, fear, I think is the really the biggest one going around right now. And um, so the amount of things that make you feel afraid, can you, how, and, and your ability to process, if you're, if you can stay to speed with this, you're probably going to be okay. But once the point where everything's coming at you and if you're all the stress that's coming at you is this big and your brain's ability to process this big, you're going to feel that you're going to feel the, the weight, um, uh, the emotional weight, take its toll. You're going to feel more depressed. You're going to feel, you're going to watch yourself do more fight, flight, freeze, faint, and fawn. You're going to see more irritability rise. Um, and you're going to see people, we're pack animals. So it's like fear spreads through the pack, you know, so we're not just processing our own fear. We're, you know, other people that we're processing we're, people's fear is coming at us, you know, yeah. and that triggers our nervous system to generate more fear. You know, you're scared. Should I be scared? I think I should be scared. I don't even know, but you're scared. So I'm scared, you know? And so yeah. it, there's just so much coming at us really, gosh, the best things we can do is just help our brain process this fear. The best thing we can do for ourselves, for our neighbors, for our children is just keep that, that fear moving. And what we're doing behind the scenes of that as well as we're helping our brain get better, faster, and more wise and more skilled at processing fear. It needs to be really great at that, especially now. Yeah. Yeah. And so what are some of the things, um, you know, beyond the processing, what are some of the things that we can do to heal once we've arrived at some of the, you know, bringing up some of these emotions and processing, like, are there some practices or some actions that can be taken, um, you know, to kind of offer some nurturing and self-care? For ourselves yeah. that you would recommend? Um, what happens is that after all this stuff gets processed, your brain really starts evaluating your own needs and it really starts leading you down very specific to you paths. Okay. Right. It's the only thing designed to make your life awesome for you. And so once mm. it starts, once it's able to do that stuff, it really starts leading you down that path. And so I would say at that point, follow it. You know, there's a time to say, mm, I think we need to process this a little bit more, but then there's this other part where it's really time to take the actions. And a lot of times it'll, I need to go call up my friend. I need to, oh gosh, I want to go to the beach. I want to go, I want to take a hike. Um, I see my clients doing that all the time. And this is not something I have to tell them. It's something that they're driven from the inside to do. And that's really the sweet spot of things. So I wouldn't say that there's something specific to do because I'm not your brain. I can't assess right, your life right. and look through all columns and see with the matching functions and features and what would make you light up, right? That's that's what we, we want your brain to start selecting what lights you up and move mm. you down that direction. And so what I would say is just take care of the first 
start first, help your brain with some of these negative emotions, some of these distressing emotions, and then see what happens. And that's really where this thing gets very beautiful. You start saying things you wouldn't have said before. You start doing things you wouldn't do before. You start preferring, you start not preferring. A lot of times we don't change our preferences, but we, we just have a different knowing. We have a different, we see ourselves walking down a, a different path, taking a different drive to work, um, doing a different thing in the morning, starting a new list. Oh, this is my preparation list, you know? Um, and it can seem like it's coming out of nowhere, but it's, it's just healthy brain function. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, this is amazing, you know, because I, so, so often, um, you know, coaches or wellness practitioners, they will, uh, you know, offer, um, uh, recommendations of what people should do, you know, like practices that, that people should do to, um, to heal. Um, but I guess what you're saying is, um, is that, uh, that, that we really already know, uh, like a lot of times we know what we like and what we don't like, what we wish we could do. And, you know, and, and, and what, and we also even know what is, holding us back, but it's like kind of all the noise that's going on that's keeping us from, mm -hmm. from, no, from, from really being able to get to the, that information. Yes. Um, and, uh, and so the way of unblocking it is through that kind of tapping process. Um, and, you know, to clear out all the, you know, like, like all the unprocessed uh, experiences and everything so that you can arrive at, yeah. um, at the answers that we already have in ourselves. Like, for yes. example, you know, like I would say, yes. okay, like, I mean, tell me if this is, you know, an example of what you're saying. So, um, so, you know, so a person might be like, uh, you know, might see, um, like a commercial of, um, a family, you know, going camping and, you know, being in nature and looking at it and be like, wow, you know, I wish I could enjoy nature like that. And, you know, and so that's like information to them that, you know, like, like, okay, well then they can ask themselves, why can't I enjoy nature like that? You know, um, Oh, well, because I'm afraid of going out into the, the woods alone by myself or whatever, you know, and I don't have a family to go into nature with and, you know, so on and so forth. But then it, if they do that kind of tapping and clear away some of their fear and, um, you know, maybe even, um, you know, fear of getting close to people, fear of, of, commit, of commitment and relationships you know, like that kind of thing, fear of being loved, right? Um, you know, clear away some of that noise, then they can be like, oh, you know what, I can get some camping equipment and go out into nature and like, and, you know, and then, yes. and then once they get into that place, then they can see, you know, experience like, oh, wow, yeah, you know what, this is part of my healing process, because it's what, my brain was telling me I was attracted to. Yes. Right. So is that what you're saying? Yes. Kind of more exactly. of, okay. Exactly. You know, and, and, um, sometimes it's, uh, you can do work like that very specifically. Like I want to go camping, but right. It's we're, but we're hearing the desire, but we're also hearing obstacles in there. Like there's the door's not open. Right? Yeah. And so we, we don't know what's in there and maybe it's the fear of being seen alone and people judging you, you know, or who mm. knows what's in there. Um, and then, but as you resolve those things, it would shift to, Ooh, I'm, I'm going camping. And you would see the actions begin like yeah. it, it's a different feel from a brain. That's like, ah, there's all this stuff and inner conflict. And I'd like to, but that's me. Um, so yeah, yeah. Th um, that's the shift. We really want to see that. And that's where, you know, your inner self is driving and, and like free is free to go do the things it wants to do, as opposed to I've got all these things. And, you know, some of those things could be like a past, a, a trauma from camping. Like they went camping with their family and somebody said something awful or something bad happened or, you know, and, but like, so that thing would be blocking that. And there's specific strategies to work through that stuff pretty quickly you know, and pretty painlessly that the, all this work, yeah. this inner work needs to be done as pain.
seamlessly as possible because pain stops the brain's process. Right. Mm. So some people are afraid to come back and do some of these past traumas because it hurts so bad. Like there's so much pain in there, but really there's so many strategies to do that work with activating so little pain and you can get it to the, through the process to the front of the brain. And all of a sudden everything's doors are opening. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, this is amazing. I mean, really, you know, because I had heard about tapping before I've heard about some of the things you're talking about. And it, you know, it was never like the way you're, you're explaining it, it makes so much more sense to me now. And I'm so glad that our listeners, our viewers are able to now, you know, have a better understanding about this. Um, thank you so much, Rachel. Um, yeah, and uh, so, so is there anything else that you wanted to share, um, you know, that we haven't talked about yet? And also, um, please share with us where people can find you yeah. and your, you know, your groups and, you know, and, and every, everywhere that you are, um, you know, yeah, because I want more people to, to, to be able to experience some of the teachings that you're, you know, making available. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm can be found very easily on my website and that's rachelmcleod.com. My name is spelled like Rochelle. So it's R A C H E L L E M C C L O U D. And I'm sure you'll have links and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to include them in the score yeah, yeah. in the, uh, yeah. in the notes. Mm -hmm. And so there I have a webinar out now that teaches this whole process graphs, not nerd graphs but like actual people graphs so that you can understand the concepts and really understand brain function and, um, and how to go from start to finish on this and where, where is the end destination and where are you now on the path? Um, I, in my, um, email list, I send uh, right away. I start sending you interventions. I want you to try things. Um, I invite you to try things. I, sh I'm sharing the interventions. I, um, I've, trainings that I've done before. Um, these are leading trainings in, um, and, but really applied, um, in the ways I've found best to resolve anxiety, depression, and traumatic stress. And so those symptoms and this, these brain function issues. Um, and so that definitely join my email list. I'm also on YouTube. I'm also on Facebook. I have a Facebook page, Rachel McLeod, LCSW, um, any, everything's kind of linked. So if you jump on someplace, you will get you will follow the trail. Awesome. Oh, wow. I mean, I'm, I'm really excited uh, to have had the opportunity to have you on our podcast. Um, and, you know, I mean, just even thinking about, uh, you know, what your, what you're sharing, it can really help uh, employees um, and managers, you know, like, and people within workspaces um, to get past some of those like fears that are uh, blocking them from achieving some of the things, you know, some very, even very simple things, you know, like communication, you That's know, right. like, why are, you know, I mean, uh, a lot of times people just think, well, I'm, um, uh, you know, a very solitary person, you know, and, uh, and, and, and not, um, not, uh, very outgoing, you know, and so, so getting to the root of, well, you know, where is that coming from? Or people who are like, oh, I wish that I could, um, be outgoing and get promotions like so-and-so, you know, um, uh, you know, and, and just understanding our, our true potential, you know, that we do have the potential to try new things and, um, yes. and sometimes, so, sometimes not arrive at the endpoints that we want, but to, you know, to go through that journey and that experience, you know, is really such a gift. Um, so thanks so much for sharing about all of this. Yeah. It's really and I, I really think about the workplace. Like we, so many times we want people to leave their emotional baggage at home. Like, mm. you know, I'm sure we would post signs about that if we could. Um, but you can't. And if yeah. we can really see that those, that emotional baggage is actually like all this gold, this, this valuable, valuable stuff, if we could use it the right way, it would just open all of these doors. Like we've been talking about. So it's integrating this stuff in the workplace, really just, it, and, and that's what we also want. We are like, gosh, if they would just deal with their emotional issues, have they ever tried therapy, you know, all these things, or, you know, and these are small things we can do ourselves.
myself that is, is we can resolve so much more in 10 minutes of using these interventions than we can in hours of therapy. I wish I wasn't just saying that. Um, but once you start working with this electrical process in our brain, it's just, everything just keeps moving. Um, and then, wow. and then talk therapy can really be an enhancement. It can be really be a phenomenal support because you're getting both the healing, the brain work and the brain growth and the, the, that, that practice of your brain getting better at these things. And also this great support from this, whoever you're working with. So, wow. Um, yeah. So, um, so, okay. So the next steps, if anyone wants to, you know, get in contact with you and, um, and, and learn more about these techniques, uh, and how it can help them is to go to rachelmcleod.com. So it's R A C H E L L E M C C L O U D dot com and uh, and sign up for your 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 newsletter your mail list yeah um and right away they'll start getting some of those uh yeah. you know really helpful tools yeah. to you know get them to move further in you know towards their journey in you know in healing yeah. I, and I I, I mean wow recommend watching the masterclass. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Is, yeah, definitely. Really, yeah. Really so, 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 so watching the masterclass and, and you, and, and so is the masterclass recorded on your yes. website or um, are yes. there any live ones as well? No, because if I do this live, it's going to be a two hour process. <laughs> <laughs> so because I can talk. So I was very careful in the information I'm sharing. I wanted to make exact sense. I wanted to not run off <laughs> and entertain people. I really wanted to inspire them with what their brain could do, why, what is needed, and really have them walk away with the steps they need to resolve the issues that, that they want gone and to get their brain to do that work for them. And so that's what I've put on that, that free video um, presentation. And that's why I am not doing it live, <laughs> but I do go live quite a bit. I just really wanted to make it that process as easily uh, understandable. I have some, some graphics in there and yeah, so it, it's really a wonderful um, product. It's wonderful. A wonderful, product. wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Rachel. This has been wonderful. I really uh, such a treat to have the opportunity to speak with you today and you learn more me. about your techniques and your therapy um, and, you know, your practice of what you're doing to help people. Um, and, uh, I, you know, um, we will have this recording up on Spotify, iTunes, and all the places where you listen to your podcast. It will also be um, uh, up on our Facebook page and on YouTube um, uh, shortly later on today. And uh, and yeah, I'm I'm excited to you know I'm going to be signing up for your your, your newsletter now and uh, and checking out that master class for sure. Um, because, you know, we all need to, I mean, let's face it, like all of us, we all need this kind of therapy, I think. Um, and, uh, and we're all needing to get past some blockages that have been going on in our lives to get to the other side together, um, you know, in that yes. healing process. Um, well, thank you so much. And, um, you know, so many wonderful, uh, blessings to you and your family, and your students and your patients. Um, I thank you so much for being here on our podcast today and, um, you know, wishing you lots and lots of success. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. And uh, this, um, this podcast has been brought to you by BetterHelp. Um, and also peer collective therapy. Um, I'll have those links for those uh, partners in the show notes as well as all the links on how to reach uh, Rachel and, um, and uh, how to connect with her on her website and also on her Facebook groups. 